has been yet another week that I feel as if I've been doing loads and then I look at my diary and I've got absolutely nothing written in it. Well, I was not quite sure I've got one thing written in it. Uh, which means either I've done lots of things and I haven't written any of them in the diary or I haven't done anything. Uh, so I'll dwell on that. Um, the sun's out. Welcome to episode 149 of Mr. Burt Pods. Yes, I actually, I have been doing lots of things. I just haven't been doing eventful things to be writing in diaries. Uh, I've been a bit, actually I've been in a bit of a headspin this week. Uh, so that's exciting. Um, oh, I can't find my cup of tea. Um, so yes, the sun's out and I can see an Uber uh, electric bike. Oh, somebody's dumped uh, the other side of the street. They really annoy me, those things. I mean, I am glad they are electric. I'm glad people have access to them. Uh, the fact they can just dump them wherever they feel like it uh, is extremely annoying. Especially if you're elderly or you don't see very well. They're just littered all over the pavements. It just drives me absolutely up the wall. Uh, anything else annoying me at the moment? Well, uh, anyway, let's just go back to the day. The day started quite well until I started yoga. Um, I've decided that I'm going to do sort of a 40... 15 minute practice on a Monday because they're all very short the ones I'm doing partly because of time and I was doing what going to do one every Monday called refresh or restart or something and then I saw one that said what was it yoga for releasing your creativity or releasing the art the artist within it was Adrian I thought I'll have a go at that um I didn't release anything I had to said probably a bit of wind at some point it was it was basically 40 minutes of downward dog I've just noticed that my uh, uh, spider plant's not looking happy. It's interesting. Uh, yeah, 40 minutes down, my dog wasn't happy about that, so I won't be doing that one again. She said something about uh, twisting, doing a side foot twist in your downward dog at one point. That sort of drifted into my mind and drifted straight out the other side. I don't know what she was talking about. Anyway, um... Oh yeah, and not only was it 40 minutes down with dog, it also uh, climaxed with pigeon, which I'm better at than I used to be. But my hips being my hips, uh, it's not really my favourite pose. Uh, although, although, and it's a big A for although, I suddenly found uh, going from downward dog into a high or a low lunge, when you have to sweep your foot forward from up in the air to between your feet. I never used to be able to do it. Uh, I used to sort of collapse halfway and then shove my foot forward with my hands. Um, I think my old yoga teacher said she'd never seen anyone uh, do it in the way I did it. Uh, yeah. But anyway, um, I'm very upset about this. I'm twitchy about this. Uh, it's got yellow leaves on it. Uh, and the olive tree's just given up. Oh, it's just dead. Um, so... Uh, where was I? Yes, and I can do that now. I have to go up a little bit onto tippy-toe fingers, fingertips. Tippy-toe fingers? What? Tippy-toe fingers? Fingertips. Uh, but I can get my foot right up now. I was really pleased with that. I was really pleased with that, actually. I never used to be able to do that. I can now sit quite comfortably in cross-legged, which I never used to be able to do as a dog going past uh, with owner. Um, although I still have to sit on two blocks. I can't sit cross-legged on the floor with my bum on the floor. I can't even do it on one block, actually. 
and uh, so that was all jolly. It wasn't jolly, actually, it was quite stressful. I came out, I realised actually I haven't been pushing myself really at yoga, uh, and I came out quite um, uh, red-faced. So uh, that was that, and then I went for a run, and I went back to Ali Pali, tried to run steadily. I haven't looked at my um, Strava, actually, in detail, but I did it quite in quite a good time, actually. And it was nice because the uh, sun's out again. It's out yesterday, and it's been out today. Well, it's gone in now, so that. And there's dark clouds looming. <sighs> anyway, so um, that was all that. Uh, and then I'm doing this. I can't, I must keep it another time because I've got a Zoom meeting. Uh, I haven't had a Zoom meeting for a very, very long time at four o'clock. Uh, yes. So uh, that was that. And then, uh, so going back to last week, uh, he looks at the blank diary. So basically, the hoo-ha of the week has been uh, not only, I can't remember, did we have a broken window last time I did this? Uh, I opened the bathroom window to find that I couldn't open the bathroom window. Uh, so that was great. Uh, we had them fitted about five years ago or something. I actually had checked if they're still under guarantee. And then... Uh, about a week later, I went to open the one of the two bedroom windows that open, smaller of the two, and that doesn't open either. So um, also, to get the uh, handle off, you have to get to a second screw, which is underneath uh, the handle itself. So if you can't move the handle to open the window, you can't reveal the screw, if that makes sense. So basically, I can't get the handles off. So I got back in touch with the people who put the windows in, who were very, very good and everything, but it's just been like two weeks of forwarded and backward bloody emails. I mean, I've, I've given them my phone number, but oh, it's just, it just takes forever. Um, and then they asked for the whole payment. I mean, it's really expensive for them to come and just, it's about a third of what we spent putting the windows in. Um, and I thought they'd sort of knock a bit of money off for doing a second handle as they're already here, but they just doubled the pavement. And I, I can't, as I say, we can't get the handles off, so we can't do it ourselves. Uh, and then they wanted the whole lot paid uh, beforehand. And I said, well, no, um, I'm prepared to pay half. I'm not certainly not paying everything. Uh, so I don't know whether maybe they've been taken over by somebody else, actually, because it wasn't like this when we dealt with them originally. Anyway, so that invoice has turned up. This, this is all this flipping, toing and froing with emails. Um, so the invoice has turned up today. I'm also trying to book a holiday for the summer. Uh, we have, or I have rather, narrowed it down to a place in uh, Italy, in northern Italy, in the Piedmont area, uh, in a smaller area called Alanga, uh, which if anyone saw Stanley Tucci going around Italy, it's uh, on there. In fact, the very place that we're going to is on there, which is a complete coincidence. So it's in the middle of the truffle hunting area. And... Um, meant to be very beautiful. It's a UNESCO landscape because of the uh, uh, truffles and the great vineyards and things. Uh, not we're a million miles from Torino, Turin. But of course, it's back to the old thing of you've got to sort the car out and the train out and the flight to Turin and uh, flipping um, Ryanair only fly to Turin on Saturday at 7.30 in the morning or 10.30 at night. So we have, and then I had to sort of faff around with the people that were, well, anyway. So um, that's all been going on. And then also I've had to organise a weekend away 
to scatter Marampar's ashes uh, somewhere up on the uh, North Yorkshire coast. So uh, that was not as easy as I thought trying to find somewhere to stay, but anyway, we found a bed and breakfast. Uh, and we've got a dog-friendly room, although we don't get a dog with the room. Uh, but that seemed to be all right. It's actually getting grey and greyer out there now. Um, so yes, I've just been juggling lots of things and there's been other things going on. But anyway, um, it's just been a bit... And I'm so lucky I'm not working. Well, I mean, I am working, but I'm only working part-time. I just, if I'd been teaching and stuff, I don't know when. I just don't know how I got all this stuff done. And it's not even a lot of stuff. I've still got, we've still got damp coming in the bedroom window. Uh, that's that's a roof problem probably. We've still got damp at the back, which is affecting downstairs, which I've got to get some people in to look at, which I haven't done. And there's also still damp patches, which is apparently getting worse on the downstairs flat ceiling. And I don't really don't know what to do about that because I don't want to pull the floorboards up. And the plumber said it's very unlikely that we've got um, uh, pipes under the floor at that point. So maybe if I get the external damp wall people to have a look at it when I organise them in. I'm just burying my head in the sand. Uh, and also, of course, there's the garden, which will now be a jungle. Uh, and I'll have to go and do that at some point. I don't know why I don't do it, because I do enjoy gardening. It's just the thought of going out there. Um, it's the thought of opening a door, going down, uh, battling my way down the back stairs, which are just absolutely full of crap, uh, trying not to break my neck, then uh, unbolting uh, and unlocking the back door itself, and then going down a... Uh, wooden staircase that's uh, the bottom uh, step uh, snapped under my feet last time I went down there. So, um, the trouble with the garden, I've said this so many times, is we can't see it from the flats, so it's just so it's like three floors down, so uh, it's sort of out of sight, out of mind. And I just always let it get really bad and then spend a whole day or two days clearing it out and then getting it look lovely and then start all over again. So I don't know why I'm moaning about that. It's not, nothing to moan about, really. Uh, so that was all that. So that's been a bit of a stressful week. Well, not stressful, but just I, it's just juggling stuff. And then work. So I don't know what I did on Monday. Very little memory of what I've done Tuesday. I haven't been doing much writing. I've got, yes, I've sent my play off, which I think I mentioned, and my drum token. I keep putting in my drum token that Sounds like a little pet I've got. Uh, uh, they've got back to me and I'm going to be chatting to them in a couple of weeks. That's good. Uh, I need to get this novel excerpt off. Uh, uh, so just somebody I know walking past. Um, I need to get this. It's very quiet in the road, actually. Um, I need to get this novel excerpt, ex excerpt off, which I might do this evening. And then I've got my short story to think about, which I'm mulling over, but I haven't come up with any ideas yet. So that's all sort of on the back burner, and it should be on the front burner. Um, then, what's been going on? Yeah, so work's fine, lovely and dandy. Uh, I They're starting to build up now towards the next show, uh, which would be a shame because I'll miss this one, and the next one sounds like it's going to be... Three hours of... Oh, I hope it isn't. And then um, I do know the company manager on it, though, which is nice. I've worked with them before, so uh, if it's all dreadful, I'll have a nice person I'll be working with. And then um, I keep saying, and then I'm and then going blank. Um, Thursday. Oh, no, no, no. Wednesday. Was it Wednesday? Wednesday. Uh, I mean, they have been uh, fraternising with front row 
presenters, but um, the National Treasure came in uh, to London and we had coffee together. Well, they had a scone and I had a cake. Um, there were lots of problems. Uh, I can't remember any of them now. I don't know. There were just lots of problems. Um, but uh, so that was lovely uh, because um, it was just lovely, actually. <laughs> it's just really nice being able to see. So it's nice seeing someone regularly, although we don't normally see each other now. Um, it's just nice being able to see someone regular and not having to make a major effort to do it, like a you know, six-hour journey across London or what have you. So that's all that. And then um, I don't think I might ever mention the coronation. We're all through that now, aren't we? Intact. And then on Thursday, I went to see Private Lives at the Donmar Warehouse with uh, a friend who... Um, yeah, they are one of the foundations of British theatre, as they seem to go and see every single show, play, uh, ever produced on the London stage. Uh, so that was lovely. Uh, I haven't seen them for ages. Uh, I did enjoy the show, play. Uh, Stephen Mangan and Rachel Sterling. Rachel Sterling, Dan Riggs' daughter, who I've seen before. I think there was something at the Globe I saw her in. And she's also in, if anyone's seen Detectorists, she's Mackenzie Crook's wife in Detectorists. So that was all that. And then it was a very, the, my only problem with it was because the first scene is the balconies. It's an old cow play, if anyone doesn't know it. And it is about a divorced couple who are on honeymoon with their new uh, spouses who end up in adjoining um, hotel rooms. So the first scene is set on uh, the balcony, all the balconies, uh, which were high up. And I was and because the Donmar is like a C shape, I was sort of uh, to the side and having a bit of trouble uh, seeing what was going on. But anyway, uh, so that was uh, that was that scene. And then there was quite a dramatic scene change, which I liked, although it did. Uh, I'm not very pedantic about things usually, but uh, it was it's called set in the 30s. A piano was revealed, which was a brand new Yamaha. So uh, I wasn't very impressed with that. And then one of the actors sat on it and it just kept bending and I just got upset because I can't. I, I can't bear the maltreatment of pianos. <laughs> and then um, that scene got uh, got quite dark, actually, because they rather emphasised the uh, domestic... Let's say domestic violence. Yeah, there is domestic violence in it. Uh, it's basically a love-hate relationship the pair of them have. And then the third scene was hilariously funny. In fact, there was one bit where I just couldn't stop laughing, uh, which was a bit of physical comedy. But Stephen Mangan, who I just adore, I think he's amazing, and Rachel Sterling, who is marvellous as well. Their chemistry between them was just incredible. And uh, it was really, really good. Uh, it was really good. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, so I can recommend that if anyone wants to go and see it and can get a ticket, because I think it's completely sold out. Helpful. Um, yes, it's one of those places we both commented that everybody knows about well, anybody that's sort of interested in theatre and yet nobody's ever seen um it's one of those sort of classics that just doesn't get done anymore well i mean it's not Chekhov, obviously and it's not shakespeare it's no coward but uh it's, it's an interesting it's a very interesting play and as one of us said um to do it without the darkness of the the violence which presumably it normally is because the critics made a point of saying that this emphasizes that uh, I can't really imagine how they do it. Anyway, there we go. 
so oh, I'm waffling on all day. So then, so the Friday, then I worked Saturday. It's uh, two shows. That was all fine. And then yesterday we went to uh, Sunshine. We thought we'd use the car, and we went to the Gibbard Garden. Now the Gibbard Garden is uh, a garden, sort of northeast-ish near. Uh, but it's it was owned by the uh, created by the architect of the town which it's near, which is Harlow. Phew. Thought I was going to forget that. So he designed uh, the original Harlow, which is a new town. Um, he also designed I can't remember his first name, which is why I keep saying he he he. His second name's Gibbard. Uh, the new Liverpool uh, cathedral with the sort of crown uh, top and uh, Regent's Park Mosque and um, ugh, there's a market in London, East London, and I forgot the name of it. There's a clock tower there he's designed. So he's a very well-known designer. I didn't realise it was his garden, to be honest, because I hadn't read enough about it. And um, the house, he sort of... Uh, he wasn't allowed to knock it down, so he sort of... Um, rebuilt and extended it uh so it's and it's the the ground floor is most of the ground floor is on show and as it was when his wife died who died quite recently i'm sure 84 i think and uh so it's very 70s uh it's got a lot of staffordshire dogs in it if anyone hates staffordshire dogs uh, which one of our party does um this is very 70s look and he's got a lot of collectible antiques things dotted around it's very cold had a marble floor um and the garden as the late, lovely lady who was telling us about it all one of the volunteers was saying he sort of created it organically so he sort of didn't design the garden he sort of just kept adding and changing it and if one thing didn't work in one place he'd just try it somewhere else and it's lovely so there's no formality to the garden other than a pond and a gazebo which was and a line of limes which were there when he bought the house um from the 1920s he moved in in the 40s so it's the house is a sort of odd mixture of 50s 60s 70s was not odd mixtures that's how people live um and the garden was absolutely lovely it's sort of full of uh, it's full of sculpture um fairly modern sculpture uh there's lots of sculpture around the house and uh sculptures dotted all around the garden uh some of which i like some of which i didn't um but it was a it was a really nice place and of course it had a little cafe uh and there was tea and cakes that's always popular and uh it was it was really really nice it's a little gem i would say and i would definitely go back there and it was a beautiful time of year to go because of the flowers this time of year and it was a lovely sunny day so that's the gibbard garden g i double b e r d uh just literally outside harlow in fact i think the boundary of harlow goes through the garden um it's very interesting if any of you have got husbands who are architects um uh that was yesterday it was very nice actually so elizabeth strout <laughs> finally remember the name elizabeth strout i've just about finished her book uh anything is possible it's not worth reading i don't think if you haven't read my name is lucy barton uh, which is one of the books she's most famous for uh, because Lucy Barton pops up again in it. It's a series of intertwined short stories. Uh, it's, it is a novel, but uh, they are intertwined short stories about people who, um, mostly about people who come from Lucy Barton's town, 
where she grew up. Um, Elizabeth Strout is one of those, I always thought before, I didn't read her for ages because I thought she was sort of very sort of middle class writer. Um, and uh, she's not at all. She writes about poverty in a way I have not really, Amer poverty in America, um, white poverty mostly. Um, and abuse and all sorts of terrible things, the effect of the Vietnam War on people uh, was still so raw. And um, there's a very difficult story called, I can't remember what it's called, about a marriage, um, which actually came out feeling quite um, ambivalent about. She's not, she's, a, she's, she writes seemingly very simply uh, and easily, but it's obviously amazingly crafted work. And um, they are sad. They're very, very sad, her stories, but they're absolutely beautiful. And I think she's probably one of the greatest American writers at the moment, I think, without question. I think if you want to understand America, you go and read Elizabeth Stratton. I'm going to keep saying her name because I've remembered it. Uh, she writes about the smallness of people's lives that become the bigness of the world around them. Uh, but she she tackles big issues as well. Um, she's a brave writer, I think. Uh, and if anyone's got Apple, she's on the Oprah Book Club uh, with a very interesting conversation with Oprah. Um, I, can't, I really can't recommend her highly enough. I think she's an absolutely astonishing writer. So, uh, yes, and then um, we've only got one more of the Mackinac to finish, which is again, still one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. Uh, episode 8 is actually one of the funniest things I've ever seen on television. It's just absolutely bizarre um, and really, really funny. Uh, it's, it's just such an odd, it's a really odd series. I can't recommend it high enough, highly enough. It's just wonderful. Um, I think we're then going to move on to a Korean drama called Mr. Queen, which I've had recommended by somebody. Uh, and what else are we watching? Oh, yeah, we started watching uh, Why Didn't They Ask Evans, which is the Hugh Laurie di written, uh, directed uh, adaptation of Agatha Christie's book, which is very good, actually. We've got Will Poulter in it, who um, I can't remember what he's been in, but he's very good. Uh, he's quite young, isn't he? I think he's sort of beginning to get quite famous now. Um, so enjoyed that. And uh, yes, yeah, so uh, next week I've actually got two things written in my diary for next week. So that's all exciting. Um, I will leave it at that. Uh, oh, the sun's come out again. Isn't that marvellous? It stayed in the whole time I did the podcast. Uh, there you go. Hope all is well with everyone. And uh, thank you for listening.